The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you here on Super Talk Radio. Bubba, you know what ticks you off? Uh, yeah, usually. Huh? Usually I do. You got two or three specific things that kind of get you torqued up, you know, uh, you know, certain pet peeves that you may have. Do you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, things family members do, things employees do, things clients do, things you do mm-hmm. yourself. You know, I do some things sometimes that kind of make me angry. Yeah. Now, gone it. Why did I do that? Yeah, I want to look at myself in the mirror and say, what the heck? Yeah. You know, why'd you do that? You know you act like that every time. Right. Huh? I'm like, you know, what do you say? The the, the perfect words are never and always mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep. Um, and sometimes I, I, I look at myself and I say, you always do that. Mm-hmm. You know you shouldn't. So you'd say that. You're pretty well self-aware of the things that tick you off? Uh, usually. And then every once in a while, there's something that'll tick me off that I was just wasn't even aware that I would be ticked off about to begin with. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is that usually something somebody else does? Usually. Yeah. 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 The reason I asked that question is that uh, here I go reading again, mm-hmm. but I was uh, reading it in a magazine at Harvard. One of the researchers at Harvard mm-hmm. um, did a 50-year study of successful people. All right. And they took NFL players and NBA players and masters of industry and leaders and politics and education, just a variety mm-hmm. of leaders and did this 50-year study. They went back to see, you know, why was John F. Kennedy popular and why did he win over Richard Nixon, who had been, you know, kind of a career politician mm-hmm. and everybody thought, you know, he'd get it and that sort of thing. Well, why did that happen? What did uh, Eisenhower have that the other generals around him didn't have? And what, why were the Beatles... Why, here's a question. Uh, why did Willie Nelson become famous? I mean, would you would you really think that you know Willie had the world's greatest voice? No, huh? Um, and so they they looked at all of these people in 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 the world over the last fifty years. I think there was uh, somewhere around a hundred and forty subjects that he looked at over fifty years and just asked these questions. You know, why are these people leaders? Why are they successful? What traits did they have? And uh, boiled it down to four things. Uh, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Nick Saban. What do they have? 
So you're about to give me gold here, right? I, I, yeah. I, and everybody out there listening. Yeah. These I, four things, these if we do these four things, we're going to be successful. And you don't have to be a nerd like Cooley and go out and read right. all the time. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I hope that people listen to the Advisors Roundtable. Mm-hmm. Is they don't have to go get a securities license to understand the financial world. Sure. Uh, to a certain extent. We try to explain it to them. They don't have to, you know, become an insurance guy to understand what Penn Majors does because right. we bring him on and he tells us. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing about law and taxes and other things. So today I thought it would be really good to try to stop and say, first of all, do you want to be successful? You know, do, do most people want to put in enough time to be successful? If you stopped people on the street, would you uh, you think most of them would say, I want to be successful or I want to be left alone? So I, I would say the majority of folks out there want to be successful. Mm-hmm. Where, where the rubber meets the road is do they have the drive to make it happen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think most of us know whether we like that or not, right? right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you'd probably have to start with just the drive and the want to. Because sure. there are some of us who just want to be left alone. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I'm, nothing wrong with that. It's just who it is. Yeah. If that's who you are, it's who you are. I mean, and you can take just about anything you associate yourself. You know, pick your church, your Sunday school, your civic club, your family. Just, you know, whatever you're associated with. There are some people who just want to come to family dinner mm-hmm. and bring rolls that they bought down at the Kroger. Right. <laughs> you know, they, they don't want to be expected to do anything. Mm-hmm. And that's that's old Uncle So and So, and he comes in every time with these rolls that oh by the way he has not cooked. Right, they're still cold in the cello yeah. package. Yeah, uh, but he brought something, so he, you know he he, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to be responsible. He doesn't want to be a leader. Mm-hmm. Just leave him alone. Give him a plate of food. Let him go to his corner of the table. You know. I think there's a good differentiation here, too, um, mm-hmm. that, that being successful or, or being a leader doesn't necessarily equate to being wealthy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Right. I, I mean, you know, Einstein probably wasn't very wealthy when he died. Right. Abraham Lincoln probably wasn't very wealthy mm-hmm. when he died. Mother Teresa right. was not very wealthy when she died. So, uh, you know... And then again, there there are probably some wealthy individuals who aren't good leaders. No, I mean there are a number yeah. of people I'm not going to follow right. <laughs> right. across yeah. the street. Sure. Now, you know, uh, uh, just bring to mind a mm-hmm. drug lord. You know, he may have you know a hundred million dollars worth of cash in his trunk, right? But I really don't want to follow him to the to you know trust mm-hmm. him to get me to the McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're exactly right. That, those don't necessarily equate, but to a large extent, some yeah, they do. Right. Because if you're going to be successful in your career, you're going to be the best mechanic there is. Uh, people are probably going to seek you out. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to be as busy as you possibly right. can be. Huh? The word's going to get you're gonna out. You're going to be in high demand. You're going to be in high demand. And because you're in high demand, you can uh, you can charge higher prices. Probably, yeah. I mean, you know, here, here's here's the world's mm-hmm. greatest mechanic, 
And I set up shop next door to him in a garage over here. Mm -hmm. I understand a little bit about mechanics, but I'm not the world's largest. Right. I'm going to charge $12 an hour. He can probably get 30 And th th And there's a difference in the types of mechanics, uh, right? Oh, yeah. You know, you can be a mechanic who's, who's working on, you know, regular passenger vehicles mm -hmm. or somebody who's working on big rig trucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, or airline. Right. Uh, so uh, you, can, you can specialize, but it, it, by and large, if you're going to be successful at something and good at something, the word's going to get out. You're probably going to have the opportunity to make a decent living. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do today is we're going to look at these four things that this Harvard researcher says that all these successful people have and uh, figure out whether we have the possibility of doing that ourselves today on the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio right here. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable here on Super Talk Radio, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you today. So, Bubba, we were talking about uh, some traits that a Harvard researcher has uh, realized is uh, they're, they're traits that are common among most successful people. So if I aspire to be fairly successful in my life, maybe I need to know what these traits are. Right. The first one, you know, it sounds like a college response, but the first trait is emotional intelligence. And Check. I'll, I've got that one. Yeah, I hear you. Yep. So basically what that means is are you self-aware? I asked you earlier in that first segment mm -hmm. what ticks you off. Okay. I think most of us are self-aware. We understand, uh, you know, what we like and what we don't like and how we respond mm -hmm. and why we don't like certain things and how we respond in, in situations where things don't seem to change very much. Mm -hmm. uh, they pointed out in this reading that there was this guy who, until he got married, he liked to cook. But after he got married, every time that he was in the kitchen, he's just slamming things and banging things and sometimes breaking things. Finally, his, his new spouse asks, what, what's up? You know, before we got married, mm -hmm. when you had your apartment and I had mine, you cooked all the time. And you were happy and whistled and had the mm -hmm. music playing and turned out great things. And now we're living right. together. Why, why can't you? What's up? You're mad. Mm -hmm. You're in here. You're mad. You're not happy. You're not doing a good job. He said, I don't like the way this thing's laid out. Excuse me? I don't like the way this kitchen's laid out. I, I don't like where you have the utensils. I don't like where you put the stewards. I have no idea where the darn pans are. I don't yeah. like this. Well, maybe you should have said something. Right. Yeah. You know? So that person, he was not self-aware until somebody asked him, and then he didn't really realize mm -hmm. how badly he was acting with her in the room mm -hmm. until, whoa, 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 let's do a little self-awareness check here. Right. Why aren't you happy? <laughs> Why are you mad? Why are you breaking my mother's dishes? Mm -hmm. You know, well, I just don't like the way this thing's laid out. Well, maybe we can work on that. Right. So being self-aware, knowing what you like, what you don't like, how you respond, it's the capacity to tune in to your own emotions. Now, I know a bunch of my really hard men mm -hmm. listeners out there, you know, the good old boys are like, 
in touch with my emotions. <laughs> you know, do I want to get in touch? Well, you probably should to a mm-hmm. certain extent. Uh, you need to know why you feel like you do. What ticks you off, Bubba? You know, what What can we do to fix that? And when you respond like you do when you're ticked off, what's the effect of that? Mm-hmm. Like this guy who didn't like to cook anymore because he was in a surrounding he wasn't comfortable with. Then when she suddenly made him aware of it, he's like, oh, yeah, I have been breaking some pots. Mm-hmm. You know, I have been throwing away pans. I, I, I've not been productive here. And I really didn't realize that yeah. about myself. To have self-awareness takes a, something you pointed out a moment ago. It takes a little effort. Mm-hmm. I need to be aware of how I'm responding. I need need to be aware of what I'm uh, ticked off about. I need to be aware of how sensitive I am to certain things. Maybe some things tick me off that shouldn't. huh? But I'm not going to know all that until I really think about it. Right. Um, So, um, yeah, get in touch with your feelings, guys. And guess what? Successful people are that way. Mm-hmm. They seem to have an ability to control their emotional outbursts. They seem to have an ability maybe to put themselves in surroundings where they won't get ticked off. Right. You know, if, if this cook, if, if he had been aware that, hey, you know what? The way the kitchen is laid out will affect whether I'm good at this and I'm happy at this. If he had known that in the very beginning... Maybe he would have rearranged. Yeah. Or told her mm-hmm. when they were moving in together. Hey, you know, I really like it when we put the knives and forks right here beside the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Huh? I like it when we put the ladles over here beside the stove. Right. Uh, and they could have talked about that and maybe saved a lot of emotional mm-hmm. stress. But he just went into it, let her lay it out, or his mother, or whoever helped him move... And then was not happy through it. So number one is emotional intelligence through self-awareness. You think very many people have thought this deeply about their thoughts and feelings? Oh, no. No, they haven't. Are we afraid to? Yeah, I think so. Do I really want to know about me? Do you really want to know? (laughs) (laughs) Because if you really know... Mm-hmm. Are you going to change? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's probably... That may be the biggest aspect of it is, yeah. you know, you, and I, I don't know the rest of these that you're mm-hmm. going to come up with mm-hmm. uh, here that you've read in this study, but, uh, you know, whatever they may be, mm-hmm. are you willing to change? Yeah. Because like this guy... Or, you know, or adapt or whatever you want to say. Uh, you know, it's going to take some time for them to rearrange mm-hmm. the kitchen. Yeah. Huh? And he's going to have uh, the possibility that she didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. She likes it like it is. So now they're going to have to you know, have a little confrontation, have a little conversation, yeah. work through the whole thing. That's a lot of work. Just to heck with it. I won't go back in the kitchen. Right. But if you were talented mm-hmm. and she enjoyed your, ki- your cooking and it was a good opportunity for you all to spend time together, uh, maybe it's going to be worth it. For you to do it. So uh, through that one, the one about self-awareness, uh, there's some skills I need to develop. 
All right. Uh, number one is I need to get in touch with my emotions and understand mm-hmm. them. Number two is acknowledge acknowledge my surroundings and how they affect me uh, and maybe how they reveal weaknesses. Sure. Because sometimes I really, I jump into things and, and I should stop mm-hmm. and think, you know, before we lay out this kitchen, let's think about how practically I'd like it to be. Okay. Um, here's another one be, uh, that, uh, a skill that I can develop there related to my self-awareness. Be conscious of situations that I put myself in and sometimes just don't go there. Mm-hmm. You think about a couple of the things that may tick you off. About your kids or your spouse or your church or your, your country, whatever. Uh, a couple of things that just get under your, under your skin. If you're really aware of them, Sometimes you just won't serve on that committee. Yeah. Huh? You just say, man, last time I served on that budgeting committee, I wanted to throw those pages across the room. It didn't make sense to me. The fact that we made decisions and nobody followed through on them. I mean, you give me a whole lot of reasons. Right. Because you've served on some committees before. (laughs) I've served on a number of committees. You ever come out of some of them frustrated? Uh. I don't think you're doing your job as a committee member if you don't come out frustrated. Because mm-hmm. you're looking for what? Change. Yeah. I mean, why'd you serve in the first place? Right. You're probably serving so that, you know, you can bring about change. Mm-hmm. Make the world a better place. Right. Make the city a better place. Make your community a better place. Serve on that foundation or do that thing at school. Uh, it, you know, you, you pinpoint some things from time to time that need to be changed. And every once in a while, I'm one of them. So before we go to break, related to this one, which is emotional intelligence and self-awareness, mm-hmm. when was the last time you changed anything about yourself? Ooh, that's a good, good question. You um, know, uh, you know how, when you get up, when you go to bed, yeah. do you exercise? What kind of food are you mm-hmm. eating? Have you stopped smoking? I mean, a lot of sure things we could change. Right. Uh, but... I got to be aware of something I need to change. Mm-hmm. The guy had to be aware that the kitchen wasn't laid out right, right. or to his liking, mm-hmm. um, and then had to follow through on it. So we're asking the listeners, you know, think over the next four or five minutes as we go into this break, when was the last time I actually changed anything about myself and did it because I wanted to <laughs> here on the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio? Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and my co-host Bubba Labus here on Super Talk Radio. Bubba, um, recently we've had a whole lot of chaos going on in America. A lot of um, market volatility, um, a lot of things that are being protested, a lot of things that need to be uh, changed. Uh, Anybody ever call you for reassurance? Well, number one, I want, I want to say that uh, even though it seems like there's been more chaos recently and mm. probably a little bit of an uptick, mm-hmm. there's always chaos. Mm. Ever since you know, America was started, there's been chaos. <laughs> it started with chaos. It started with chaos, <laughs> right? Right. You know, uh, people throwing tea into a harbor. <laughs> yeah. You know, you go back through history and you look at the chaos that mm-hmm. has been around mm-hmm. and, you know, I don't want to make light of it, 
mm-hmm. by any means. Of course not. But uh, there's always chaos, and there will continue to be chaos. So you mean, let's say we were able to, you, you and I were made czars of the world for mm-hmm. a day, and we were able to fix racism. Sure. Which would be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Okay? If, if we did, and we, we got past that. Right. Which we need to do. Mm-hmm. There's going to be something else there's tomorrow. There's going to be something else tomorrow. Is that and what then, you're saying? And then if you fix that, then there's going to be something else after that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's not to say that we ought to just say to heck with it, throw up our hands and not address any of these things. No, not at all. Because we do need to address things. Mm-hmm. And we need to get through chaos. And we need to come through better people and a better society and right. all those things. Right. But you're telling me if I fix one thing, I'm going to have another one to deal with. Yes, you are. Okay. So we're going to have chaos. Is that one of the things you say to people to reassure them when they call you and the market goes up a thousand or down a thousand? So, uh, you know, uh, given the question that you asked me about people needing reassurance, mm-hmm. happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happened. Uh, two or three days this week already yeah. and we're only on wednesday yeah right? yesterday yeah we all mm-hmm. met in a conference right. room with somebody and they just need to have some reassurance yeah. about mm-hmm. their situation sure right um why do you think they look to certain people for reassurance um what's happening there so um a couple of different reasons that i, I think they would look look to somebody else for reassurance mm-hmm. number one they're uncertain mm-hmm and if you can go to somebody else that has a degree of certainty or a certain perspective that they can give on a situation, whatever that situation may be, then they're going to be more comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you look around and there's chaos all around and there are one or people who seem a little more calm, mm-hmm. maybe they've been through something like this before and you need to right. stop mm-hmm. and talk to them and figure out how to handle it. Right. Or not handle it. Or deal with it. Or handle your emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I point that out is because the second point um, in these traits that that leaders have, mm-hmm. that successful people have, the first point was that those people are self-aware. The second point is they are good at self-management. Yeah. In the middle of a crisis, you can look at one of these leaders and they're not losing their head. Mm-hmm. You ever hear, uh, heard the uh, or read in literature uh, Kipling's um, uh, "If mm-hmm. you know, if you can keep your head when all others around you are losing theirs." Right. If, if you don't know about, about that poem, you, you need to read it. Sure. I give it every year to high school seniors. Okay. I, I find a card that has, you know, Rudyard Kipling's sure. "If" poem on it, mm-hmm. and give it to them because I think it's a really good blueprint for for people. And it starts with that: if you can keep your head. Mm-hmm. So if everybody else is losing their head and there's chaos all around, you stop and you look around. And you see the people who are calm. Believe it or not, those are sometimes the people we follow. That's right. Okay. So if you can learn to manage yourself, Mm self-management, first one was self-awareness, now self-management. If you can manage your emotions, if you can manage your fears, if you can manage your, 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 your responses in the middle of chaos, you may have what it takes to be a leader one day. All right. So how do you do that? 
we gave people uh, some uh, tips just a minute ago about uh, the the self-awareness things Mm -hmm. and things they can do. So under self-management, what are some things you can do? First of all, you can have a positive outlook. You just basically told me, Greg, in the middle of chaos, uh, this too shall pass Mm -hmm. most of the time. We're going to get through this. Intelligent people and systems are going to figure it out. We're going to move on. And, uh, you know, we'll move on to something else. And this will be off the, uh, you know, the, the front pages of that particular company going bankrupt. You know, uh, you know, lick your wounds, move on. Right. Have a positive outlook. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, you know, I called you back in March. What happened back in March? Uh, we were at the, the, you know, the bottom of the barrel, I guess, when it comes to the market correction that we recently had. Yeah, and so I was kind of calm. March 23rd, 24th. I he think was freaking was out. Lows. He was yeah. wanting to sell everything, go to cash and whatever. He said, I remember two things you told me back there in that conversation. I said, what was it? He said, first of all, believe in capitalism and believe in Americans. Mm-hmm. And right now you may be frustrated with me, but over time I'm going to figure it out. And nine times out of ten, most Americans around you are going to get it right. Their leaders, their ministers, mm-hmm. their spiritual leaders, their spouses, their children, their teachers, over time, we're, we're going to be fine. So believe in America mm-hmm. and believe in Americans. Believe in capitalism. Guess what? Even when the stock market is at its bottom, 99 times out of 100, most people got up and went to work that day. That's right. Yeah, sometimes unemployment goes up a little bit, but that's from one industry to the other. But you look around up and down your street, a lot of people still getting up and going and making a profit. They're making a profit for some corporation, and you have an opportunity to own those shares. Just about every day of the world. Mm -hmm. Pretty positive outlook there. So the first thing was believe in America, believe in capitalism. The other thing is just go to work. Just go to work, earn a dollar, spend that dollar wisely. Okay? If you'll do those two things, believe in capitalism, believe in America, and go to work. (laughs) You know? So, under this self-management thing, number one is a positive outlook related to that. The other one is to be achievement-oriented. Now, I didn't say you have to finish first every time. No. Don't you want your kids to... Try to make A's and B's. You know, I had this discussion with Henry the other night, and, and which uh, is your child? My, yeah, my middle child, right. and and he's kind of tough on himself, right? He wants to make 104 on every test. He wants to make 104 <laughs> on every test. There you go. I said, Henry, Henry, you know, it, it, it's not about making 104 on every test. Mm-hmm. Granted, you know, that's good and well and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But what did you learn in the process? There you go. There you, you go. Know, you can regurgitate information and make uh-huh. 104. Uh huh. Or you can make a 95 and really know it. There you go. That's exactly right. That's what, that's, Mm -hmm. see, I want to hire Henry at 95 knowing it. Right. As opposed to hiring robot Henry Mm -hmm. who can just blow it back out at 104%, but really not Mm -hmm. know it. Right. Let's go back to the example about cooking. Mm -hmm. There are an endless supply of cookbooks out there. Yeah. I mean, anybody who can read can read about a souffle. Mm-hmm. But until you've done a souffle, right? Huh? You really don't know cooking, mm-hmm. huh? 
You got to understand temperatures and implements and, and all kinds of other stuff. Measurements and ingredients. And mm -hmm. uh, so it's not just about knowing the information. It's about using the information and really being able to be good at it and apply it. So give me a 95 person who knows it mm -hmm. every day. Um, so I want you to be achievement oriented. So you got to have a goal. Right. You got to have a standard. You got to be shooting for something. I always told my kids, don't come in here with a C. Don't you? Uh, I'm, that's not acceptable. Right. You got a good enough brain. Teacher gives you enough information. You ought to be able to make somewhere between 85 and 100 on just mm -hmm. about every test that anybody gives you that gives you plenty of instruction and good time to study. So uh, that's the standard. Right. Now, I didn't say they had to come in with 100 on every test. Mm -hmm. So I, I did set a standard. There was some orientation towards sure. achievement. Don't become so concentrated on it that you become difficult to live with. Because mm -hmm. most of the leaders that we know were not straight A students. They'll tell you that. If you ever hear Michael Jordan speak, you ever Nick Saban speak, you ever hear uh, uh, Norman Schwarzkopf speak, they're going to tell you. Mm -hmm. I make 100 on every test. Right. But I knew what I needed to know, mm -hmm. and I knew how to motivate people, and I knew how to manage myself. Uh, so under this self-management, I do have to have be, need to be goal-oriented. I just don't have to be so obsessed. And the things that you didn't know, you knew how to go get the, the folks who did know how to do them. I still do that today. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll be in the middle of a conversation yeah. with somebody, and I'm thinking, we need to call a CPA. Right. We need to call an attorney. Mm -hmm. Have you asked your doctor about that? Sure. I mean, none of us know everything, mm -hmm. but I know enough to ask questions. That's right. Which needs, leads me to my uh, next point under self-management. Mm -hmm. Adaptability and the ability to feel comfortable with asking questions. Right. I heard you uh, tell somebody on the phone yesterday, there's no stupid question. Yeah. yeah. Now you're stupid when you don't ask questions. That's right. <laughs> but, yeah. but there's no stupid question. Mm -hmm. Don't think that you got to come in here and be a 100% whiz in the financial markets. Mm -hmm. But we expect you to ask questions. We do. We encourage you to ask questions. And when you ask questions, you get answers. We encourage you to adapt and to, to apply that, whatever you learn. But be really comfortable with asking questions. It's one of the things I'd tell anybody who goes into any classroom, mm -hmm. whether you're a third grader walking into the third grade for the first time or you're a medical student walking into first-year uh, classes at medical school. Ask questions. Ask questions. You don't know it all. You don't know it all. And some of the best leaders are the ones that ask the best questions. Mm -hmm. Do you do you ever watch Shark Tank? I do. What do you like most about Shark Tank? Just what's Bubba like about Shark Tank? I, I think uh, the, the biggest thing that I like about it is the entrepreneurial spirit that mm -hmm. the that the individuals come in pitching whatever wear they have. Oh yeah, come in and do. You can see yeah. passion in their right. eyes. Hear it in their mm -hmm. voice. You know, they want you to invest in their widget, whatever it sure. is. Yeah, yeah. I love that entrepreneurial spirit. The other thing I like is, you know, all of those sharks sitting over there, all those rich people mm -hmm. that are listening to you as you present your wares. Um, 
I love the questions they ask. I, I, I like how probing they are. You know, they're the rich ones. Right. And a lot of people would think, oh, they know everything. Mm-hmm. They don't know everything about this widget. Yep. But they're going to know about it before they sure. put any money there. Sure. So uh, adaptability and the ability to ask questions will help you with your self-management. So, so far, we've gotten two, through two of these major mm-hmm. uh, traits of successful people that the Harvard researchers found. Number one was uh, the self-awareness, mm-hmm. and number two is self-management. Right. So the question is, what are number three and number four? We'll reveal them to you on the other side of the break here on the Advisors t- Roundtable on Supertalk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk Radio. Certified financial planners Bubba Labus and Greg Cooley with you. So, Bubba, we've been talking about these traits of successful people. Uh, the first one was uh, self-awareness. Second one was self-management. Now we've talked about ourselves a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> Over 45 minutes of talking about us. The third one is about other people. It's social awareness. Okay. What's happening around me? Picking up on uh, clues and cues of people, maybe even body language, being able to, uh, to pick up on attitudes, uh, being able to challenge your own prejudices. Um, sometimes uh, the things I want to allow myself to challenge myself with are the things that are holding me back. Mm-hmm. So let me explain that. Let's say that... Um, you and I decided we're going to have a push-up challenge. Okay. And we're going to do it on December the 31st. So you and I here are in June, and we got about six months here that uh, we're going to train for this. And on December the 31st, yeah. right out there in front of Cooley and Labus, we're going yeah. to have a push-up challenge. What do we got on the line here? Is this just bragging rights, or is this well, any money involved? that's a big involved? part of yeah. it. You know, bragging rights is yeah. a big part of everything among men. But let's say it was $1,000. Okay. So we're motivated. We're going to do it. We're going to mm-hmm. do this, this push-up thing here. Well, let's say that you train. You get up every morning. You went online and figured out, you know, how do I get to be able mm-hmm. to do 100 push-ups in a row? And there is a training program, believe yeah. it or not. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm giving him some advice here, and we're going to be competing. Right. No, we're not. But still, you can do this. You, and let's say you were mm-hmm. diligent. You push-uped at night, and you were closet pu- push-upping, mm-hmm. and, you know, you were thinking about your cho- shoulders and right. your chest muscles and your triceps, everything that come into play, and, and you did it. And I just said, I know I can beat him. And so I just, I didn't. I was just all mm-hmm. self-confident confident and full of bluster. And I didn't train. And I didn't want to acknowledge that I probably can't do more than 30 push-ups right now in a mm-hmm. row. And I think probably 30 will be enough. I don't know that Bubba has planned to be able to do 100. Okay? So what have I done? I have not allowed myself to go to a place and challenge my awareness of what's around me and challenge my weakness, I've just filled myself full of some kind of ego trip. Mm -hmm. And December 31 comes along, and I get down there, and I do 32. And I think, man. I thought 30 was enough, and I do 32, and then you get down there, and you do 100. Right. My own... Well, see, if you had gone first, and then I had gone second, I don't know if I would have done 100 or not. I probably would have done 40. Yeah, you you would have just said, yeah, yeah. Kicked your butt by 20%, Cooley. 
And here I am. I wouldn't know how good you were. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't know how good you yeah. were. So social awareness is a lot of stuff. It's not just you know social issues. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. I need to be aware of social issues. I need to have an opinion about things. I need to be involved in my society. But social awareness is also about how I deal with you. Mm-hmm. Because, see, the first two things, the self-awareness and the self-management, is all about me. But all about me it doesn't have rubber meeting the road until I deal with you. So two or three things about social awareness. First of all, I have to be aware of my emotions and aware of my prejudices Mm -hmm. and ask myself, where'd they come from? Why do I think Bubba can't do more than 30 push-ups? Huh? I mean, is it because I've got tiny bird arms? I don't know what it is, you know, but but we need to ask us this about ourselves. You ever thought about, you know, why do you feel that way about another race? Mm -hmm. Why do you feel that way about another sex? Why do you feel that way about people from Alabama? I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. why do you feel that way? And you need to challenge that from time to time because it will also send a message to those people around you. If you want to be mm-hmm. a leader, that you think they're they're worth something. Sure. You think that they uh, are worth your time, worth your consideration, that they have self-worth. That sends a great Great message to the people around you. And if you want to be a leader, the people around you need to be able to, or at least give the implication that they'd be willing to run through a wall for you. Right. Part of that, so you say, okay, Greg, I believe the little sermon you're preaching there. What are the skills I need to develop to be socially aware? Number one is I need to be empathetic. Now, what is empathy? The difference between... You know, there's sympathy and empathy. So what's the difference between those? If you were explaining it to Henry, Henry, here are two words. They kind of sound the same. Mm-hmm. Sympathy and empathy. What, what, what do you? I would explain that to Henry probably in, in this matter. I would, I would say uh, sympathy, you can feel sorry for somebody. Okay. Uh, empathy, you've been there before and you've felt it before. You feel it with them. Yeah. Yeah, so if I fall down out here in mm-hmm. front of the, the studio and, and scratch my knee, yeah. tear my pants, mm-hmm. you know, Phil could look out there. Maybe he's never done that before. He looks out there and he sympathizes. Yeah. All right. But you're standing there with me. You heard mm-hmm. me thud. You right. see the blood. Yeah. And you remember one time in the when fourth When I fell gra- down and I broke my ankle. <laughs> yeah. I remember it. Yeah. yeah. There you go. You've mm-hmm. walked in another person's shoes. Sure. In some meaningful way, you've mm-hmm. been there. Empathy is a big part of this social awareness. Right. All right. So we've had self-awareness. We've had self-management. We got social awareness. Mm-hmm. And then we got the last one, being able to manage relationships. Okay. Being able to manage relationships. Uh, influence. Who do you allow to influence you and who do you want to influence? How do you handle conflict? Huh? You just automatically go off to start yelling and insulting people and go, you know, nuclear. Yeah, and you use absolutes like never and always. <laughs> That's what you do. do it. Yeah. Yeah. How are you at teamwork? You know, um, and uh, really and truly. Question about how are you at teamwork? Uh-huh. Uh, are you are you as good a member of the team mm-hmm. as you are a leader of the team? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Do you pull your weight? Mm -hmm. All you do is come in and yell and scream instructions and then go to the golf course. Huh? Think people are going to follow you very far? No. no, probably not. They need to see you burning a little midnight oil. They need to see you filling out forms. They need to see you sweating. They need to see, need to see you dealing with the regulators. They need to see you handling mm -hmm. uh, the phone calls. They they need to know that you're in it with them. Right. All right. Couple things about influence. Um, and and I asked that question just a moment ago. Who influences you? If you if you step step back and think over your last forty years, you probably had some family members who influenced uh, absolutely. you. Absolutely, good and bad. <laughs> family members, good and bad. Right. Friends, good and bad. Mm hmm. Uh, you know, uh, business leaders, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. good and bad. There you go. You know, not necessarily saying that you did something bad, but maybe you learn from somebody else's mistakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that you know, influence can be a, a positive and a negative thing. It, it can, or a negative that, thing. That, I would say that's exactly right. And you yeah. need to, you should allow mm -hmm. it to be that way. Mm -hmm. Let's say that you know for some reason Phil takes an opposite stance on a political issue than you. Right. You don't cut him off. Yeah. Just because you heard he was a mm -hmm. Democrat or a Republican, maybe listen to him every now sure. and then. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. even if he influences you for the wrong or he is wrong, that influence can help you in the future and also solidify what you believe in. Right. But you know what? He may have a point. Mm -hmm. He may be able to affect you and that influence on you could help you. And over time, if he sees that happen and he sees you adapt then you have managed this relationship well, and you guys can be better friends. I think that's one of the major issues we have in America right now with where we are socially. Uh, we don't talk to each other and listen. No. And in order for me to listen to you, i got to care about what you're saying. We're not doing that. We're just yelling at each other. Well, and, and there's a reason why you have two ears and one mouth, right? <laughs> Good Lord, mute yeah. something, didn't it? Yep. Twelve traits there all together under four headings that uh, successful people have that a Harvard researcher tells us about. Hope you learned something today on the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the 
appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.